Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. stocks celebrated inflation at 8.5% in July. Disney's earnings were pretty magical. And social media companies see live stream shopping as the future of e-commerce. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. While other streaming services, namely Netflix, are struggling to attract new subscribers, Disney added more than 14 million to its streaming service last quarter. Strong revenues at Disney's theme parks also added to the fun earnings report. Investors seem to like all this too. The company's shares jumped in after hours trading. U.S. equities popped yesterday after the latest U.S. inflation numbers came out. The consumer price index rose 8.5% year-on-year in July. Now, that's a slower pace than the previous month, partly thanks to falling energy prices. Here's the FT's Ethan Wu with some more details. Stock markets uh, rose across the board. Riskier stocks, especially tech stocks, rose even more than some of the market benchmarks. Uh, cryptocurrencies and other risky assets also bounced. And, you know, that makes sense. A high inflation and rising interest rates tend to be bad for those types of stocks. So the opposite would be good for them. And in the bond market, shorter-term bonds, like the U.S. two-year treasury, had a pretty strong reaction. The, the two-year rallied. Some of the longer term rates, I think, were a little bit more measured. You saw a relatively uh, limited reaction in the 10-year. And I think that's in part because the long-term trajectory of interest rates is not made totally obvious by this inflation report. It, It really is just one piece of data. Yeah. So, Ethan, is this one piece of data likely to convince the Federal Reserve to ease up on interest rate rises? I think it may not be enough. And one reason for that is the Fed has shown a clear willingness to not just focus on any one piece of data, but look at the totality of the data and say, you know, hey, what are all these indicators pointing to? And so, you know, this inflation report is good news. But I think the Fed will also be looking at the jobs report we got last week, which showed over 500,000 jobs added to the economy, way hotter, way, way more jobs than any economists were expecting. And that sort of paints a picture of, yeah, sure, some of the worst inflation may be behind us, but the job market's still going strong. So I think there's some good news for the Fed, but I wouldn't want to overemphasize how much room this will give the Fed to ease monetary policy. Anything else stick out to you in yesterday's inflation report? I think shelter, especially rent, is really interesting. And this is because that type of price tends to move pretty slowly. And so if it's elevated, it can keep inflation high for longer. So we did see a little bit of easing in shelter inflation. So that's a little bit encouraging, but that's still really high. That's still much higher than than the Fed or anyone else wants to see. And I think that's in some ways a good way of summarizing the inflation picture in miniature, which is that, you know, things aren't getting worse, but that doesn't mean that they're good. That's the FT's financial reporter, Ethan Wu. He writes our daily markets and finance newsletter called Unhedged. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. The short video app TikTok has this live streaming section, and on it, you'll find people doing all kinds of things, like card tricks. Check that three of spades out. Check it out how it was singing karaoke. Playing video games. 
but you're also going to come across people trying to sell you stuff. We're going to do the screenshot giveaway to win this beautiful necklace as a free giveaway, guys. Just a warm warning. And it's not just TikTok. Social media platforms are banking on live stream as the future of shopping. And it has taken off in some parts of the world. To talk about where live stream shopping is thriving and where it's not, I'm joined by our technology reporter, Christina Criddle. Hi, Christina. Hi, Mark. So, Christina, first of all, uh, have you ever bought anything from live stream shopping? So I have bought one thing on TikTok shop, this sort of instant noodle pack. I kept seeing this thing on TikTok and it was like noodles, which you just added cold water to and then that set off a chain reaction and it basically cooks your noodles for you on the spot. And on TikTok shop, which is their shopping feature, it was only 99p and it and it was tasty. Ah, would you look at that? Future is amazing, right? You buy Prepackaged noodles of TikTok for 99 pence. What a world. Um, but the way I understand it, though, is that um, there are other social media sites that are also trying to build up live stream shopping, not just TikTok. Yeah, other platforms like YouTube and Instagram and Amazon are testing out live stream features. And what seems to work well is kind of tutorial type things. So one of the uh, most popular ones on YouTube has been Gordon Ramsay, the celebrity chef, showing you how to cook a festive meal whilst also being able to buy some of the pans that he's using, clicking on that live. The creators who are selling these things are really at the heart of it because you want it because you're seeing them do it. And so your relationship with that person who's in front of the screen is really important. Sure, makes sense. But Christina, you report that there are some parts of the world where people are much more inclined to buy stuff on live streams than in other parts of the world. Where is it more popular and where is it not? Yeah, I mean, it's really popular in Asia and especially China. That ecosystem is much more mature. Live stream e-commerce has been around for a while. And in China, the market's going to reach over $400 billion this year by some estimates. They have things like academies where presenters can learn how to do live stream shop, like shopping presentation. They have, you know, agencies set up to promote these characters, but also tie up these links with brands. And for the consumer, there's lots of different platforms that offer this, and they're used to shopping in this way, whereas British consumers maybe aren't responding that well to this kind of very high-pressured, aggressive selling environment where things are sold very cheaply. So my sources at TikTok uh, have been telling me that it is running the feature at a cost in the UK. It's desperately trying to make this work. And so it needs to have the merchants on board. It needs to have people buying things. And so to do that, they create these crazy discounts that you wouldn't normally get at a cost just to attract you onto the platform. Because I guess the feeling is, you know, if you buy once on there and you have a good experience, then you're more inclined to buy again. And Christina, why are social media companies trying so hard to make live stream shopping work? This gives them a new form of revenue. They take a cut from every sale that's made through live shopping. And when you're shopping on these platforms, you obviously click on things, you either add it to your basket, you check out. That's all giving these platforms extra data on your behavior, what you're interested in, signals which they can use to sell you more things, but also to recommend content to you. 
and Apple's ad tracking privacy features that they introduced recently have really hit social media companies. So by having these shopping tools on their platform, they're getting those data insights from you, which they can use to sell advertising, to sell products, and to give you content that you want. Christina Criddle is the FT's technology reporter. Thanks, Christina. Thank you so much. Before we go, U.S. midterm elections are taking place this November, which means they're basically right around the corner, and the amount of spending on political TV ads could reach a new record for an election cycle. That's according to the head of Fox Corporation, Lachlan Murdoch. Yesterday, he told investors that in the quarter ending in June, political ad revenues at his local television stations were roughly three times larger than the previous record for that same period. As for dollar figures, the ad media investment company Group M forecasts that political ad budgets will reach a record of $13 billion this year. That's a billion more than in the 2020 presidential election. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.